So glad you're with us. If you'll just pull out your notes, we're starting to do that. Um, the faintest ink is greater than the strongest memory. You don't even have to write down the things that I had to fill in the blanks for, but there might be something that comes along. We try to leave plenty of blank space in there um, that you can join in there. And as we start today, I was thinking that there's this uh, commercial that's been coming on a lot that grabs my attention every time I hear it or see it, kind of gives me good feelings. I'm not here to promote any product or any particular thing. You'll see that obviously in just a minute, uh, but maybe this has caught your attention in recent weeks as well. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. Now, I'm not trying to whet your appetite and get everyone hungry to go to Applebee's afterwards. I'm not here to promote Applebee's. I'm certainly not here to promote a certain beverage. That is not my objective here today. Uh, the objective today is to really talk about how I think Applebee's has stolen what should be ours. And, and I think a show that was pretty popular in the 80s uh, about uh, people around a bar is something that was taken from us, was stolen from us, was stolen from the church. This should be ours. This should be our mantra. This should have been our song. We should have been the ones that wrote it. We should be the ones that live it. Today we're talking about home is a place to belong. Home is a place where we should be known, where, 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 where we're valued. Uh, actually, our next-generation ministries, or our, what we call our, our next-gen ministries, they've adopted a slogan that really you'll see it on their shirts, things that the students wear, um, Pastor Aaron, Pastor uh, Brandon, Pastor Christy. They'll wear these. You'll see these things this year. And it's simply this. It's the first three words of your outline today, known, connected, and valued. Known, connected, and valued. That that is a basic human need of every, and the reason this is important is because every man, woman, and child on the face of this planet, every person in this room, everybody watching online, there's not one person who doesn't have this natural desire with them. It's not a bad desire to be known. They want to be, to be connected to others, to, to, to be valued. Uh, for we know what it's like at times to not be known or to not feel valued, to, to not feel connected, and no one likes those feelings. In fact, when, we're not, when we don't feel known, when we don't feel valued, when we don't feel connected, it creates some of our greatest frustrations, some of our greatest hurts, um, some of our, uh, our greatest pain in our life. I mean, today, I think about all the different ways that this plays out. We, we could have wives here today who don't feel known, connected, and valued by their husbands. And we can have husbands who don't feel, you know, valued and connected to their, their wives. We, we can have parents who don't feel connected to their kids and kids who don't feel valued by their parents, employees that don't feel valued by their, their employers, by their bosses, and bosses that don't feel that their employees care anything about their business than their, other than their paycheck. And so it just can kind of be a circle. We have Students that, you know, they're, they're so, remember junior high, you just, you wanted to find a place that you fit, where you belonged, where you were a part, and everyone, it doesn't go away after junior high, everyone wants to be known, they want to be valued, they, they want to be connected. Some of us have experienced 
those great moments where we just feel known by someone. We feel accepted just as we are. We feel connected to them, valued. And we, we, hopefully all of us have experienced that at times. But I guarantee you this, 100% of you, 100% of us have all felt what it is to be rejected, to not feel valued, to not be known, to not feel like we matter. And so today, uh, again, this isn't a bad thing. It's important that we understand that from the very beginning, this was the case. If you go to Genesis chapter 12, you want to follow along today. Genesis chapter 12 is the first scripture we're going to. Verses 1 and 2, the Lord said to Abram before he was Abraham, when God gave him, changed his name, saying, I know you. I really know you. In fact, I know you so well, I'm going to change your name. You know, Peter, he changed it from, you know, he changed it to you're the, the rock. Um, the Lord has said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. Boy, you're going to be connected. Everyone's going to be connected through you. You're, you're going to be so connected, it's going to go beyond your life. And I will bless you. I will, I will make your name great. You're going to be known, Abram. You're going to be known, Abraham. You're going to, everyone's going to know you. Today, whether you ascribe to our faith, whether you ascribe to uh, Jesus who, who, was, who, who was, came as the Jew, who came from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, whether you're Jew or Christian, whether you ascribe to, to, to Abraham or not, you know who Abraham is. Abraham is known. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, he, he is known today. I will make your name great. You'll be known, and you will be a blessing. Uh, you're going to be valued. I, I'm hoping I have the two more. Yes, they, I, I messed up in the first service and I didn't give verse three. They got me. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples of the earth, all of them are going to be connected because of you. And all of them are going to be connected to you, whether they know it or not. And all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. Uh, they're going to be valued. You are going to be known, connected, and valued. Well, we need to start in the right place for us. At the end of our lives, when we sit on that day of judgment, it's not going to matter if Billy Graham knew you. The only thing that's going to matter is Jesus. So we need to start first with who needs to know us. We're, we're, it's, many of us are known by different ones, but we need to start in the right place. And the number one place to start is with Jesus. And Jesus said these words in... Uh, Matthew here, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. So how can we be known by God? What is it to be known by God? To love God, if you're following along, this is the next. To love God is to be known by God. I don't take that as my words. I take that from the Apostle Paul to the Corinthians who said, but whoever loves God is known by God. To know God is to love God. Uh, it, it, it's to be recognized, and that's, what recognize, that's how people are going to recognize that we're believers and Christians by the way we love one another, is what Jesus said. They're going to know the way by, by our love. They're going to know by our actions. And this is that we will do this perfectly. But there's going to be something that's going to, when, when God places his love within us, that love is going to have to come out. And we're not going to be able to help it. Over the holidays, I got frustrated a few times. It had been three or four months since I'd been around them. But I got frustrated with Reagan a few times because I, was, I, I said something to her. I, I said a few words. I asked her a question. 
and then there was no response. We were in the same room. She was doing something else. And I said, Reagan, did you hear me? And she goes, oh, I'm sorry. I, I said, I was talking to you. I thought we were having a conversation talking. She goes, Dad, you do that. And uh, I didn't have any offense because immediately Heather and Riley jumped in on too and they said, she's right, you do that too. You get so focused that you tune everything else out. It's, it's a thing that we both kind of have. She's known, uh, I'm kind of known for that. She's known for that. And, and when it comes to our Heavenly Father, we're going to be known the things that are just going to become natural to us the more that we uh, are in that relationship with Him, the more that we are experience the Holy Spirit and His love in our lives, we're going to be known by our love. And we're going to be known by Him. I think the Heavenly Father looks down upon us, and again, we don't do this perfectly, but I think He's going, yep, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine. How? Because they love. Because the love I have for them that's been placed in them is being lived out to others. We're known by our love. To love God is to be known by God. Not to, it doesn't say to love God is to to know Him. It's to love Him. Many people know a lot about God. Uh, Most people believe in God. Most people aren't anti-God. Most people have a a belief in God, but the half-brother of Jesus, James, said, you believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. So it's it's not good enough just to know God, it's to love God. And we can't love God, first of all, until we've experienced His love. He first loved us that even gives us the possibility of, of loving. The Apostle Paul said this, We know we all possess knowledge, but knowledge puffs up while love builds up. I was trying to think of a of a word picture or a visual, and the best that I had was I was thinking of a balloon and how a balloon is, you, know, you fill it with air or hot air, and it may, it may fly and it may go quickly, but it's not something to build your life on. It's great for birthday parties, but it's not something to build uh, your family around and a home around. You don't build it around balloons. You build it around bricks. You build it around things that you can build on, and we build our lives not on our words, we build on our lives, on our actions, on our love. And we're not going to do this perfectly, but to be known and connected and, and to God is to love God and to love people. And to love God is to value people above ourselves. The Apostle Paul says in Philippians, he says this, do nothing out of selfish ambition. Now, I just want to recognize right out of the gate here that when we read this, that we don't do this perfectly. And we aspire towards this. As followers of Jesus, we aspire towards this, but we don't do this perfectly. Anybody else besides me do some selfish things this week? Anybody? It's three of us. Thank you, Hoskinson's. Three of us. You know? We all did some selfish things this week. Now, we're not going to be perfect. Uh, it, it's not an excuse. It's just a reality that the aim as we follow Christ is that we become less and less selfish, less of us, more of Him, but do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but rather in humility value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests. It's not bad to have your own interests, but He's saying don't park there. Don't let that be the primary thing. But just as you have interests, also look to the interests of others. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. 
who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. God had all the advantages. He held all the cards, but he leveraged his advantage for you and for me. He leveraged everything that he had for you and for me. He made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made, like, being made in human likeness. The true way to be truly known, connected, and valued is to be increasingly more about others. Loving God, loving others more than ourselves. But we have to recognize that this is hard. We can leave here today and think, man, I'm going to put others above myself this week. I'm going to put my wife, my husband, my coworkers, my boss. I'm going to put them above myself this week. They're going to come first. I'm, I get it. I'm going to do that. But then the moment it's not reciprocated, then it's hard to do. It's hard to, you know, put others above yourself when they're not putting you. And, and, and it's hard to, it's hard. So we, we try harder. We get angry or we get more withdrawn. We try to enforce our will. We, we try to do things to make it happen. And, but we just have to recognize it's hard when it's not being returned. And maybe you're in a relationship right now. Maybe you're in a marriage right now. Maybe you're in a place, at a hard place at work. But no matter how much kindness, no matter how much you try to uh, lift the other person up, you're going to get knocked down. And we need the help of the Holy Spirit. We, we need to be able to find that our, our value is not in them, but who he thinks that we are. When we seek to be known, connected, and valued, we just get more lost. Yet when we seek to make God known and others known, when we seek to connect with God and help others make connections, that's when we actually find we're made known, that we find connection. This morning, I rarely do this uh, because I usually use illustrations of people most of the time, but I do it. I'm, you know I've done this before. I'll use you as examples sometimes. But sometimes when I use you as examples, then I'm a, I usually use previous churches a lot of times because then you'll go, well, I think I'm kind too. You know, I think I do these things. So I, I kind of get in trouble doing this, but our first service, third row back, Lyle and Donna Thiessen, I don't think you'll have a problem with me uh, talking about them because if you know them, uh, they're just, you gravitate towards them. Every time, every conversation I have with them, it's just, it's never about them. It's always asking about you. In fact, it's hard to ask about them because then they direct their questions somewhere else. They seem like they're always trying to connect others. They don't know I've been watching this, but I've had several people that are new to our church in the last few months talk about how they've invited them out to lunch after church and wanted to go, I don't know those things. They're not highlighting those things, but they're seeking to help others be connected. They're seeking to help others be elevated and known and for others to feel valued. And they just have this joy. They have this joy. I see a few heads that know them. They have this joy about them. And the more they kind of live for others, the more you just feel drawn to, you feel drawn to them. When we seek to value others about, above ourselves, we win. If you're following along, it's really this. Love is addition by divine subtraction. That's because love is addition by divine subtraction. Jesus said this, For whoever wants to save their lives will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. The more we 
And, and it's just human nature. We do it. I do it. It's the more that we try to, to be known or to be valued or be connected, the more that we try to do, uh, to get it for ourselves, the less, the less valued, the less connected we are. But the more that we seek to value, lift up others, the more that we actually find ourselves. Whoever wants to be known will actually lose themselves. But whoever wants to lose themselves will actually find themselves. They'll be known. When we are known, connected, and valued, when we realize who we are, it's so hard for us to do this because we can see each other all day long. We see each other's faces, each other's reactions. We don't get to see this because it's an invisible God. But if we could have a little of understanding or grow in our understanding of who we are, that the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords, the creator of all things, who created the galaxies and the stars that still haven't been discovered, who by the word spoke the earth into existence, that God, that creator knows you. He knows the number of hairs on your head. He values you so much so that he sent his son to die on a cross for you. He, he wants you to be connected. That's why he came to die on a cross so that we would be reconnected with him. The God of the universe knows us, values, loves us. And I was trying to think of a word picture for this one too. And I thought, you know what? I don't know anybody famous that I'm close friends with. I don't know if anybody in this room has someone that they're famous. Everyone knows and you're famous. But there was a season in time. I mean, I'm not talking about you went and got their autograph. You know, drove up to Peyton Manning in Denver, Colorado, and Heather rolled down the window. We were going to get to know him. No, we weren't. I hit the gas. We're taking off. I mean, a 50-year-old man isn't going to try to get to know Peyton Manning at the stoplight. That's just creepy. But if you had the opportunity to get to know someone, and, and Heather's brother had that opportunity. I don't have time to tell the story, but he became friends with Mariano Rivera, uh, the great uh, Hall of Fame pitcher for the New York Yankees. And uh, my in-laws have gone to the World Series because of him, have gone out to Ruth Chris Steakhouse, his treat afterwards. Uh, they, uh, at times in Kansas City, Mariano during the day would go hang out at my brother-in-law's house. I mean, I didn't get the, any advantages from this, but he, he had this. And you think if he had this relationship, and he's got a lot of employees and different things and other people that he's responsible for, they could not like him. But if he had Mariano Rivera kind of walking side by side, and Mariano thinks he's cool and likes him and, and thinks he's great, it's kind of like, it doesn't matter. So what, you don't like me. I like you. I'm going to like you because Mariano, he likes me. I don't know who your person is that you'd put in there if it'd be Billy Graham or Patrick Mahomes. You know, if Patrick Mahomes was your guy, he, you, were, you, you were like this. You were best buds. He had your back. You did everything with him. You'd walk around. If someone rejected you, didn't like you, you'd be like, it's okay, I like you. Even if you don't like me because look who I'm with. I'm, with. I'm with this guy. I'm with Patrick. Pat and I. We're T and I. <laughs> you would feel very secure. You would feel very free. And friends, we have more than that with God the creator of the universe, the creator of all things, who knows the number of hairs on your head. He loves you so much that out of that love, how much more security do you need? How much more acceptance do you need when you know the God of the universe loves you warts and all just the way that you are? He loves you. Not for what you do for him, not for the things that you achieve for him at work, not for wins and losses. He, he loves Patrick Mahomes today, whether he wins today or not. 
but the God of the universe that he loves us. And when we know that we're loved like that, it sets us free to love others. It sets us free to forgive others. Because we're like, if we can really understand, then we're like, who cares if they don't like me? Who cares if they're not with me? God's with me. God's for me. And if God's for me, who can be against me? But it's tough to live out of that. But imagine, friends, if, if God's done this for you, it's time for us to do that to others. Increasingly, we're not going to do it perfect, but going back to that verse in Philippians, in your relationships with one another, in your relationships with your wife, make it personal, in your relationship with your husband, in your relationship with your kids, in your relationship with your parents, in your relationship with your boss, in your relationship with your employees, with, in your relationship with your classmates, your teammates, in your relationship with people who don't like you. In your relationship with people who don't treat you kindly. In your relationship with people who say bad things about you. Have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Who being the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. God had all the cards. He had the advantage. But he didn't use his advantage for himself. He leveraged his advantage for you and for me. He, he leveraged himself, making himself nothing so that we could be something. By taking the very nature of a servant that Christ came to serve, not to be served. And, and, the, and Jesus is so known. Everyone knows Jesus. Most people who don't even want to follow Jesus or think much about God they, most of them don't have a problem with Jesus. There's people that have a problem with the church, but they don't have a problem with Jesus because Jesus is known for his love. Jesus is known for taking his advantage and didn't use it for his own good, but used it for our good. So imagine this week, with the help of the Holy Spirit, because none of us can do this perfectly. None of us can do it all the time just because I'm stating the reality, not because we want to. But imagine asking the Holy Spirit, asking God to help us to do this. Imagine if you followed the example of Jesus this week and you didn't use things for your own advantage. You didn't use your advantage. Maybe you have a leg up. Maybe you've been having an argument with your spouse or your significant other, your relationship. Maybe you have the advantage with your kids or whatever. Maybe you have the advantage but instead of leveraging your advantage so you can be right and so you can prove your point, what if you made yourself nothing and what if you, didn't, what if you used all the advantage that you have to leverage the other person? What if you valued the relationship more than the circumstance? What if you said, you know what, the relationship means more to me than winning this argument. It means more than the circumstance means more. What if the relationship was what drove us and drove you? Imagine if you sought nothing for yourself, but you didn't seek to be known, but you sought to have others be known. What if you didn't seek to be valued, but to value others? What if you sought to help other people be connected? The more that you help other people connected, the more you're connected. So what if you did this? What if you did this for your wife this week? What if, what if this week you took all the advantages that you had and you laid them down 
and you use your advantage to leverage the relationship. Uh, what if you did this for your husband? What if you sought to help him be known? I think of the Proverbs 31 wife. And none of us are going to achieve that. None of us are going to be perfect. But here's one thing that we can do. And if I can just be honest, ladies, that's Jesus calling. Um, if I could be honest, if I could be honest for a moment uh, with you, us guys, uh, we may get accolades at work. We may win awards. We may get achievements. We may accomplish something on the athletic field. And people might pat us on the back, our coworkers, our bosses, and those things. But I can I tell you, all that means nothing we want to come home and we want to hear our wives say, you're awesome. You're the best. You're the greatest. And I'm, I'm going to be honest, and Heather and I have a normal relationship like you, and when things, when I'm being an idiot, those words aren't coming out of our mouth. How, what a great husband you are and what a great father. But in the moments when things are calm and things like that, she did this this last week. She was like, you're a good pastor. You're a good husband. You're a good father. And you know what? If you get it from your wife, it means more than anything else that someone tells you in the church, at your work. If, if you get all those accolades and those things at home, I mean, away from the home, but you don't get it at home, we, us guys, we're just, I'm just, I could be wrong on this. Maybe it's just me. But our egos are more fragile than we'd like to admit. But when we get affirmation from our wives, knowing that we don't always deserve it. It means everything. What if you became each other's biggest advocates and defenders rather than defending your position or trying to get an advantage? What if you leveraged your position at work to advance others? What if you leveraged your popularity at school if you're someone that's popular? What if you leveraged your popularity to help those who are unpopular, those who are not accepted, those who are rejected? What if you helped raise their status? What if you helped connect them? What if you helped raise their level? To be known, valued, and connected. This is my challenge to us. What if, what if we did it here? We didn't have to go very far. What if we just did it here with each other, the church? What if those online, what if we did it when we see one another? What if we did it each and every week? What if we came here because it's so easy. It's, I gravitate towards people who like me, people who think I'm good, who, people who think that I do things well. It's so easy for me to go to the people. It, it's, it's just easier to do that. It's just human nature. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's also easy to go to the people that we know, that we're comfortable with, that they know us, we've known them for a long time. It's easy to come through the doors each week in church and just seek out our, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's part of why we come is, is to connect with other believers and the family of God and, and we're a family and we're friends. But what if we sought to expand that circle? What if each and every week, and here's the challenge. The challenge is this, the last line, for those of you that you gotta fill in the blank or you, don't, you can't live tomorrow, Connect each Sunday this year with someone you don't know. Connect with someone each Sunday that you don't know. That each week, when it's so easy just to go find the people that we like and keep doing that. But what if you sought to, every Sunday, go to look for someone that you didn't know and introduce yourself, ask them their name. Usually I have to ask it twice or three times because I'm already thinking of what I'm going to say next. And so I'm like, okay. 
oh, I'm so sorry. And they're so gracious. It's like, I'm sorry, I know you just told me your name, but would you tell me your, your name again? And they'll do that. But what if you sought to leverage the advantage you have of knowing everyone around here to this next year? And I'm going to I, I'm going to challenge us each and every most Sundays. I'm going to try to challenge us to meet someone you haven't met before. And here's, here's some things that are going to happen. I'm just going to tell you. You're going to go across the room. You're going to introduce yourself to someone you didn't know. And you're going to be like, you look new here. And then they're going to be like, I've been here 15 years. It just happens. Those things happen. I learned the hard lesson when I was early in ministry, the sports pastor at a large church out in Visalia, California, and I'd been there about two months. I greeted at the door each week, so I thought I knew all the faces by a couple months into it, and there was a, there was a couple that came in, and I said, oh, you, you must be new. I haven't met you before. And they said, son, we've been here a lot longer than years, eight weeks. We've been here 30 years. So I've learned to ask the question, how long have you been coming here? It doesn't matter if it's two weeks or if it's 30 years, you're going to be okay. You know what else you can do? There's easy things that you can do. People, if you want to show them value and you want them to get them to talk, get them to talk about things that they enjoy and love. How do you do that? It's very simple. What would you do this weekend? Hi, my name's Kent. What's your name? They tell you their name and say, hey, what would you do this weekend? And they'll tell you what they value. Grandkids kids ball games jeez I mean they'll be they'll tell you what they value and, it, and it's an opportunity to, to connect and when we connect others it, it, there's a bigger picture if we're going to be a church that we say around here that we believe you belong here then we have to be a people that says we believe everybody belongs here and if everybody belongs here, everybody, everybody deserves to be known. Everybody deserves to be connected. Everyone deserves to be valued. And some of us have been here a long time. We, we feel known. We feel connected. We feel valued because we feel comfortable. And many of you do such a good job at this. But I just know it can, it can get kind of easy just to go look for the people that we know. But it, it's, it makes a kingdom difference. Because when you make someone known, when you connect with someone else, when you value them, there's a really good chance they're going to come back for another Sunday. Even if the preaching stinks, they're probably going to come back. Even if Dustin doesn't pick the songs you like that week, they're probably going to come back. Because they're going to know that they matter. You've connected with them. And not just to do this one week, but to keep doing it. And, and by the way, not to wait till next Sunday, but Chiefs don't play to 5.30. So... We have time today to find someone that you don't know. And, and you go, well, pastor gave us assignment, so it doesn't care. I, my life group leader, when we first started our life group the first three or four weeks and didn't know each other very well, and even when we're away from each other over the su summer and then we're not connected, usually has these little conversation cards with questions. And it doesn't mean we don't care about each other. It's just like, we don't have anything to say. It's kind of awkward. So what, it's okay that it's an assignment today. It's okay that it's like, pastor told me to do this. In fact, you can do it that way. This is stupid, but hey, uh, do you think this is a good idea or a bad idea? You go, whatever you go, but make a connection because it does make a kingdom impact because eventually they keep coming back. One of these times, the Holy Spirit is going to speak to their heart. They're going to give their life to Jesus. They're going to get baptized. They're going to become a part of this church, and it's the way that you became a part is because someone made you known, valued, and connected.
Would you pray with me? Would you stand with me today? Heavenly Father, thank you that you know us. You've connected with us. You sent your son to do that for us. Even someone in this room right now or someone watching online, before you can really live this out, you need to know that God loves you, that he died on a cross for you, and he wants to have a relationship with you, but to have that relationship with you, you need to repent of your sins. You need to say, I'm sorry, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. You need to invite him into your life. God's a gentleman. He, doesn't, he, he comes by permission only. You need to ask him to come into your heart and into your life, and you need to give him permission to, to change you and transform you and to make you into the person that he wants you to be. So maybe you just want to do that right now. God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. I pray you'd forgive me of my sins. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying on a cross for me. I want to receive you now as my Lord and Savior and help me to live for you, whatever that looks like. And then as we receive that love that we're known by the creator of all things, the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords, we can know now that we're free to love others. We're free to forgive others. We're free to... We're free to value and help others be known, valued, and connected. Father, we thank you for this day. May we go this day and into our week, not just doing this in this moment, but Lord, this week would you help us to help show value to our husband or our wife, to our children, to our parents. Would you help us to be the best employee, showing value to our boss and making his company better, his or her company better? Bosses, Lord, uh, would you help them to do everything they can to use the advantage that you've given them to elevate their employees, to, to help them to, to, to have a, a better life? Lord, would you just help us? And again, we don't do this perfectly because we just confess that we're all selfish and we want to be more like you, which means we're going to be less and less selfish and more and more unselfish. Thank you, Jesus, for the, the journey you have us on. Help us as we go from this place to live out this message in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day. Don't go too quick. Go say hi to someone. Introduce yourself. Ask them how their weekend was. Catch you later.